This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello everyone. Mike Hal here. While Will and Charlie enjoy their holidays with loved ones, I have the pleasure of going back through the years of comedic conversations between two old mates and during this season of nostalgia, bringing some cherished moments from the past forward to be enjoyed again. This week, I will be bringing you some firsts, including the first time the original name of the show was mentioned, the first mention of Charlie's hands, and if you stick around to the end, a bit from something that most regard as lost. That reveals the origin of the motto of the show. Michael? Yes, sweetheart? Your introduction seems to imply that while Will and Charlie have loved ones to share their holidays with, you do not. Oh my sweet dearest Alexa. I did not mean to give that impression. Of course I am delighted to have you here with me during this time of good cheer. My apologies. Could I start some holiday music for you? That would be lovely. Alexa, please play O Tannenbaum from the Charlie Brown Christmas. Playing O Tannenbaum from the album The Charlie Brown Christmas. There. That's better. Now how about a comforting fire in the hearth? That sounds nice too. Alexa, ignite gas fireplace. Igniting gas fireplace. Perfect. And wouldn't the scent of fresh-baked cookies be pleasing as well? Sure. I guess. Alexa, preheat the oven to 175 degrees. Preheating oven to 175 degrees. Now, my love, perhaps we could get together under this blanket and- Hang on, I need to take this. Hello. Oh, hey Siri. Sure, I have a minute. Of course, I'll be right over. What's wrong, love? You look distressed. That was Siri. Is everything okay? She is having connectivity issues with her relationship and really needs a friend right now. So, if you don't mind... Of course, of course. Okay, Google, order an Uber to this location. It's sounding like she has a lot to discuss so don't drain your battery waiting up for me. I understand. The cookies. Well, while I try to figure out how to turn off the oven without her, I hope you all are having a happy holiday season and enjoy this episode.
All right, hello and welcome to 30 Odd Foot of Pod. I'm Charlie Clawson. Uh, my name is Will Anderson. Will, how are you going? I'm good. We've got a name for our podcast. I know, it feels good, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's been like a, an ongoing conversation with us for, well, we've, this is our second podcast. Yeah. And uh, we didn't have a name. Sort of I kind of felt like we were sort of putting it off uh, yeah. for a long time, like we didn't want to talk about it because it's hard work. Do you know what it was? Like, we came up with names. It's hard to, like, stick to something. And this is why I admire parents in some ways. Like, when you name your child and then that's it. Yeah. Like, that's it, their name for the rest of their life. Yeah. Like, you know, like, these, you know, these parents who, like, well, you know, let's be honest, Bogans and Hillbillies, but, like, these people who come up with these brand new names. Yeah. For their kids. Kanisha. Yeah, totally. And that's, like, you like, oh, that's, that's hilarious. Kanisha. Or, Bra- or Brayden, where they take Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. Brendaden. I'm going to call my kid this. And then you're like, that's great. That's great. And then like, oh, I, you must just like a month later go, oh. Did your parents ever tell you about um, the other names that you could have been? Did they say, oh, we, before we called you Will, we we're going to call you this or this? Did they have that discussion with uh, you? I, I didn't get that option uh, uh, because I'm named after my two grandfathers. Uh, okay. Yeah. So my first name is Grandpa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, uh, yeah, uh, William is my um, mother's father and James is my dad's father. So, so there's never going to be, there's always going to be in honour of the ancestry. I guess so, unless like, I guess like unless the week before the pregnancy, my grandfather saw my mum and was like, wow, you look fat. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm not naming my child after that bloke. Well, my mum always told me that they were really, I was, before it was Charles, it was going to be Oliver. And I really have wondered how my life would have been different if I was Ollie Clawson. Ollie. I think Ollie suits me. I could have been an Ollie. Oh, you would have got a lot of, please, sir, can I have some more? Yeah, like, well, I get a lot of Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, mm. Cheer Up Charlie. Like, my name is a cartoon character's name. Like, yeah. it, it's not a name that inspires a lot of respect. Like, the amount of people when I'm walking my dog will stop me and go, oh, Charlie, that's my dog's name. And it's like, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Charles, on the other hand, like that's immediate because yeah. of Prince Charles. But yeah. Charlie, no one respects Charlie. Like, there's no kind of chief executive who's a Charlie. Like, Do you reckon he ever went with? Like, he ever thought about going with Prince Charlie? I'm sure. Like, I'm sure his mates call him Prince Charlie. Or would they call him Prince? I don't know. What's the? No, they wouldn't, would they? <laughs> would his mates call him Prince? Prince Charlie. I guess so. I mean, I think if they if they were mates like our friends, they'd yeah. do it just to take the piss. Yeah. Chuck. Do you get? Did you ever get Chuck? Yeah, yeah. A few people call me Chuck. I get Chuck, Chaz, uh, well, Chevy. Uh, what else people call me? That's about it. Chuck, yeah, Chuck. Chunk. Other people call me Chunk. Chunk. Too. I don't know how Chunk got from Chuck got to Chunk, but I know a few Charlies get called Chunk as well. I don't know how that happens. I don't know. Maybe it goes Chuck, then Chunk. It's like that. It's the second well, step. Well, nicknames are... I, I've always wanted a nickname. Like, I never had one in never, high school. Because Charlie sounds like a nickname. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is technically a nickname. What's that Australian thing of you put an O or an E on the end of something yeah. like to abbreviate it? So the, the Australian brain already goes, well, he's got yeah. one. He's got one. Yeah. I'm not going to call him Charlie well, O. That's actually not true. I did have a nickname, but it was more of a, you know how when you're in high school, there's in-joke yeah. nicknames. Like you sort of develop your own language. Yeah. And my school had this weird thing. Like, like based on an incident. Normally, well, right? Like, or, so or, that's yeah. why they called you goat or sucker. Just, or, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or just a bizarre observation. Yeah. Man who will swallow. <laughs> Uh, but this this nickname there was a old delicate lips cloth <laughs> velvet tongue. <laughs> no, there was a there was a I went to a, a very um it was a it was a football school. It's like yeah. a, it's a school that produces a lot of football players. So right. sport was at a premium, 
and everything else was at a was at a minimum. Yeah, and, sport um, then uh, legal excuses for rape. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a Catholic school. <laughs> had a had a had a hire a lawyer. So the so drama department wasn't regarded with the same respect okay. as the football team. Yep. And the head of the drama department was this guy called John Murphy, who was um, your atypical cool teacher, the kind of guy who would sit on the chair backwards, oh, yeah. you know, would just like to talk to kids on their level, would swear occasionally just to kind of build some cred. That is, the by the way, just on that sitting on the chair backwards, that is like, as you become an adult and realise how hard it is to stretch your legs... Mm that far like I mean you know it's a real effort it's a real effort to look that cool you appreciate it now yeah. don't you in yeah. retrospect you're like wow <laughs> like going out of his way to seem cool well, John, was really uncomfortable well when it comes to going out of his way to seem cool we're studying this Michael Jackson case and watching a, a lot of Michael Jackson footage and stuff and when he was teaching the class he sort of stopped and said you know the interesting thing about um, Michael Jackson is the moonwalk it's so iconic but it's basically mime technique and then he proceeded to show us how it was done and moonwalk across the front of the class. Yeah, and so this story spread and what the name John became was if you are someone who's an attention seeker, if you are someone who will do anything to get a laugh, then you are a John. And so my nickname, well, it wasn't exclusively my nickname, yeah. but if you were prone to sort of like getting attention, someone would call you, you're such a John, don't be a John. And so my nickname in high school was John. For about two years. So that was the first kind of nickname I had. But it was like a shared nickname. Because anyone who was behaving like that could have been John. Just yeah, happened right. to be me more often than I was. I was also nicknamed John when I was at No I shit. Yeah, yeah, but that was because I hired lots of prostitutes. <laughs> it, was a, it was a different nickname we had at our school. Um, no, I, I never had a nickname at all. Like, I, I, I never even got Ando. Did you go to private school? Yeah. Yeah, there were, but there were and, boys and, and girls. Would been, yeah, Ando would have been perfect, yeah, right? Ando for private school, of course. When I was a kid. Sensational, was, mate. Ando. Ando. Ando's here. Come on, Sensational. Ando. Did you used to wear your uh, chambray shirt and yeah. uh, iron free slacks <laughs> with those uh, leather boat shoes, private school <laughs> uniform? It's like the weird thing about going to a private school is you'd have a casual clothes day and everyone would come kind of wearing a uniform anyway. I've tried to get like. Ando to catch on as an adult. Yeah, I've unnoticed. But it just has not. Well, that's the thing. When you try and invent a nickname for uh, yourself, like I, when I was about 12, I tried to invent the nickname Clutch. I just thought it sounded cool and yeah, it had right. a C in it. Wow. It didn't work. Yeah, and I'd I would thought thing. you were clutching something else. <laughs> oh, that's, that's bad. But there was always, I thought it was like, it was normally the new kid who like tried to drop a cool nickname on, you know, because you've got no... You've got no past. Yeah. You know, like this wasn't the days of like Facebook and stuff. So you kind of like, you go to a new school. Yeah. You're like, they say this about Darwin, that you're not meant to ask people about their past in Darwin because like people go to Darwin to hide, escape, yeah, you know, right. bad relationships or like, you know, murder trials or whatever. <laughs> and so you don't know. Arrest ask. warrants. And that was kind of what it was like at school when you were like a new kid. Like, yeah. And, um, and so you could come to school and you could, that, you got that like yeah, fresh, fresh start unless. There's a couple, if it was within the same area, because that happened where uh, we had kids going to and from the other Catholic school in my area. But if the, the grapevine said, you know, the reason why this guy left is because he fucked a vacuum cleaner, yeah. that guy'd be called Hoover within yeah. two seconds. <laughs> totally. And there was a kid called Hoover in the year above us, and that was just like, it was instantaneous. You, you, there would always be some like kid who'd come and go, hey, like, uh, my name's Michael, but you can call me Ace. Yeah. Everyone used to call me Ace. Yeah. And you're like, no, they didn't. Well, there was a kid at my school whose nickname was Ace, and it yeah. was given to him by his mother, and it stuck. I mean, it must be like so rare in nickname history, because his name was Adrian, and his mother didn't want people calling him AIDS. Yeah. So she started calling him <laughs> Ace. Fair enough. And it, but it caught on. Like a mother-given nickname... <laughs> 
took flight. Like, that is amazing. Circumstances can change that, though. Because, I mean, when you call your kid Adrian, you might call it AIDS early on and thought, well, it's lovely, AIDS. And then AIDS comes along and ruins your name. Yeah, totally. It's like, I'm sure there was some Sarahs who were called SARS. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. Um, so, they, um, so the, the coolest one I ever saw at our school, there was this um, kid from um, Hong Kong, like an exchange student, and came in when we were about year eight. And it was the first time that I'd ever met an Asian person, I think. Cause Cause I grew up in the country. I grew up in the country. Yeah. Oh, no, like the local Chinese like um, restaurant had yeah. Chinese people, but that was it. Like yeah. you know, I assumed you could only find Chinese people in Chinese <laughs> restaurants, basically. And uh, cowering so- from you rednecks, <laughs> <laughs> normally. And um, uh, and so then um, this kid Wayne Wong came to school, and uh, he. Like, I remember it was about, like, it must have been about year eight. And, he, like, he was a new kid. And we all thought he was, like, an exchange student. And he was dressed in this uniform that, like, you know when kids have to go to funerals when they're young and they end up wearing, like, their dad's suit, suit or right. their granddad's suit? So it wasn't suit. a uniform. It was, like, a plain suit. No, no, no. This was a uniform, but it just looked like okay, that right, because right. it was too big for him. <laughs> so it looked like it had been bought for someone else and he was just wearing it, you know? Yeah. And he sat there for the first two days and didn't talk to anyone. So, of course, we're from the country, you know. We just assumed that... See, we, we weren't even really racist. <laughs> like, we were unintentionally racist. Is this the Mel Brown defense? No, no, no. We just didn't understand. Like, until years later, I didn't understand that we were racist. Yeah. Like, we had a, a black friend who we called Chico yeah. because of those, like you know, brown lollies. Yeah. And we never thought that was, like, n- would have never occurred to us that yeah. calling a brown kid You just Chico, thought it was logical. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, he's brown and they're brown. Yeah. Chico. Yeah. Right? Um, and so when Wayne Wong came along, I don't think we were intentionally being racist. We just assumed because he was Asian and he hadn't said anything, he didn't speak English. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't think anyone, any of us have thought, well, maybe we should talk to him <laughs> And see if this is actually true. It's fantastic. We've got these two ingredients. We've added them together. He clearly doesn't speak English. <laughs> All right. So day three, we're in like, uh, I guess, like some sort of um, English class or something like that. And the teacher's got done, well, you know, we've got a new student, Wayne. And uh, Wayne, if you'd like to come up to the class, front of the class and tell everyone about, you know, your, your life. And, and in our head, we're like, oh, this don't, is gonna... don't let him do this. Like, even as kids, and kids can be cruel. Like, even we were like, don't. It's a car crash. Like, don't. Yeah. He's up there and we're all just staring at him. And then he did the coolest thing. Like, this has stuck with me from from this day. And this was like, I guess, I mean, this is like 25 years ago. And he's just gone, my name is Wayne Wong and I come from Hong Kong. And if you stick around, you can hear my song. And he just rapped his no, story. he didn't. Totally Are you true. Serious? Yeah, yeah. That's fucking, that takes a massive balls at a new school. How old were you? Uh, I reckon about year eight. I can't, I, like, I, it, 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 it's probably somewhere between year seven All and right. year nine. Now, but the, so big, like, the big question 13 is... 13 to 15. Did that endear him or was he then have a bullseye on his back? No, no, coolest kid in school. Up next is the first ever mention of the name, Tofop, on the show, and proof that, even, eight years on, some topics never go out of style. I'm calling it Tofop now. It's, it's a bit like T2 instead of Terminator 2. It's yeah. just cooler. 
It's good, Tofop. You're listening to Tofop. Yeah, it's cool. You're all Tofoppers. Yeah. Um, bit of housekeeping before we start uh, this episode. Uh, apologies for last week. Um, I know the sound was a bit shit. Mm. We're recording this into two tin cans on pieces of string. I am, look, I mean, you know how much I've been sweating trying to even get this up online. Like, I am not, this is not my forte, is like the technical stuff. I'm amazed by it, though. Like, I mean, I just don't think we should... Like, you know, even downgrade what an achievement it is. That <laughs> we're two even idiots here. can sit in your front room. <laughs> that's right, because we've relocated. Yeah, uh, we've got a studio. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we've, uh, we've been bumped up to the front room, I think, yeah. mainly because Gemma was getting sick of having to be shuffled out of the kitchen every time we yeah. wanted to talk shit. <laughs> But you know, it's uh, it's 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 an interesting story. How would you describe yeah. it? It's a bit like um, uh, it's a bit like um, if you were making a movie uh, yeah. and you needed like a um, an, an unruly teenager <laughs> who still lives in their own house, yeah. like you know, but they've really tried to make it their own by collecting uh, furniture that people were throwing out, yeah, and stacking it into a room. I'd say it was more like when um, a current affair they'll do a story about like a hoarder. Yeah. And they'll go in and the woman's like, I just can't throw out any of these Batman comic books. Because like, <laughs> if you look around, there's like it's quite a, a confluence of influences and interests. And like a hat stand that's broken. Have you noticed that? The hat stand. I don't know why I keep using it. It's broken. It's obviously... But what I like is it, this hat stand is completely broken, but you're still hanging hats on it. I know. It's like, like who, I refuse to acknowledge it. Who even has a hat stand? Well, to be honest, that was hard rubbish. I, yeah. I mean, since, I, since I've moved to Sydney, I forgot. Sydney's hard rubbish, I reckon, is probably the best in Australia mm. that I've noticed. There's professionals here. Do they have professionals everywhere else? Like, uh, where I live, because, like, you know, it's, it, it's a kind of a nice part of town. It's a gated community. Say it, snob. <laughs> <laughs> My butler tells me <laughs> that when he's throwing out the hard rubbish, and by which I mean just money I've got sick of. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like bits of furniture. <laughs> Uh, no, that um, uh, you know that in our area, they people do throw out pretty good stuff. Yeah, like, of course, people throw out stuff that is much better than much stuff I've ever owned. Yeah, and so they have professional scavengers. Like you know, it's always like it's normally like I always try to wonder what their their life is like. Yeah, because. It's always like kind of a dad and a kid. Yeah. And the kid has kind of been roped into dad's yeah. crazy scavenger adventures. Yeah. That was like, my, my dad used to do that when we'd go to the, the tip back when people used to take things. Did people take things to the tip anymore? I don't know. There are tips. But know. people would go to the tip yeah. and scavenge. Yeah. My, my dad would do that. I got like yeah. a, a bike and you know, lots tip. of toys. Yeah. The tip. <laughs> Come definitely. on. Come on, kids. Yeah. Seriously. We're going toy shopping. To yeah. Toys are us? No. The tip. I didn't even know there was. Have so- you all had your shots? I didn't know it was something to kind of be looked down upon. Like, I, I was like a Massive hard rubbish. Collecting room. people's garbage. Yeah, I didn't realize. That was the way. I'm like, I come from a big family, so we're like, we're we're, we're scavengers at the best yeah. of times. You uh-huh. know? We're used to taking. Like, if that, if it looks good, you take it. Yeah, well, it actually shouldn't be looked down on. Like, no. I mean, it's actually a really beautifully environmental message. You know, use use all that we have. I don't think that's what I'm thinking when I'm carrying that broken <laughs> hat stand home as well. This is this one's for the planet. I think it's no. I've got the Did you ever eat food out of garbage? No, because um, there's people who do that. Freegans, you know. Oh they, yeah, they yeah, only... they go around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it'd be hard to date if you're a freegan. Why? It'd only be like, do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, where do you say, go? Yeah, it's hard to say. Hey, like, so there's never... a really good dumpster behind this. Really, <laughs> <laughs> this two hat restaurant. But do they never pay a freegan? They never. They'll never like lay down. Like, I mean, for a special night, they're like, well, let's go to the dumpster at the back of Ula La restaurant yeah. instead of. Yeah, you have a special. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But so that, they'd never shell out. What's their philosophy? Tell the, me, Will. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure it's only free food. Okay, so don't pay for food. No, you don't pay for food. So whatever so you can find, you can yeah, whatever you can find, you can eat. 
So what, but that, I mean, how broad is their de definition of food become? Because there's lots of things you can consume, I imagine, that cooking products, like if they find like a tub of lard, can they eat that? Will they eat that? Yeah. Okay. What well, if they find it, I suppose. What if they, could you scavenge from like a medical center and eat like bits of... You're not allowed to steal anything, I don't think. Okay, so it's, yeah, but, all right, so you can't break into like, like I mean, a, it's like a medical research lab and eat monkey brains. Or, no, no, okay. you can't be in the 7-Eleven with a shotgun trying to support your freaking lifestyle. <laughs> So uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for um, putting us into the download charts on iTunes. That was pretty yeah, exciting. Yeah, that was exciting. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I totally. know, it's like, because we kind of, you know, just did this, and we're like, we're like what, what should we do? And we well, thought, well, let's not plan anything. <laughs> let's not plan anything, and we'll just talk and see where it goes. And, you know, maybe sometimes it'll be funny, and maybe sometimes it'll be interesting, and, and you know, maybe no one will ever listen to it, you know? <laughs> but you are. And yeah, and we put it up, and people downloaded it. It's really cool. Like, it was, at one stage, it was, it was, um, only behind uh, Ricky Gervais and Hamish and Andy's podcast. I know. It was great. It was, I don't know how many, that, what that means. No. I have no idea what that means, but thank you. It's yeah. really cool. I and hope that you like it. And if you do like it, tell your friends about it. And we're going to keep doing more. So, um, yeah. In this segment, Will and Charlie talk about their bodies and what they like to put into them. But first, a word from our sponsor. <laughs> I've got the worst hands in the world. I'm holding them up. You can't see them, but how would you describe those? Um, they're like, uh, well, they're small. They're chubby. Yeah, they're, they're short and chubby, like Homer Simpson's hands. Yeah, they are like Homer Simpson's hands. You, you know, they look like the hands of a much shorter, fatter person <laughs> than you are. <laughs> I remember I was. They look like, like if you saw them on a dwarf. You would go, oh, that dwarf has slightly large hands, but yeah. not. Well, what, what I, the way I would describe it is the palm is actual normal human adult male size, yeah. but then the fingers are like half size and almost twice the width. That's true. They're like Gemma calls them paws. She says my Irish heritage that they're perfectly built for digging potatoes out of the dirt. <laughs> like I'm a human wombat. Like these things are burrowing. Like if I was an X Man, I've somehow got this kind of like digging gene that would yeah. be me. It's does it give you trouble like typing or anything? Yeah. Like are your palms on the other case? <laughs> I'm like a gorilla just pounding. <laughs> Basically, my, my my on my laptop it's just two gigantic keys. Yeah. Dum, 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 dum. How do you pick stuff up? Did you have to stuff extra bits in the end of gloves? Gemma has. Did you buy fingerless gloves that actually fit your whole <laughs> finger? Yeah, pretty much. That, you know what? That's kind of what it's like. When I wear fingerless gloves, just a tip, my nails come out of the end. Gemma and I were editing a, a, a video last year, and um, uh, Gemma was sitting with the editor watching the takes, and I was sitting in the background doing some work on my laptop, and there was a biscuit jar just near where I was sitting. <laughs> And the biscuit jar was on the glass top table. And I sort of was like working in, you know, absolutely. And I was reaching into the jar, but there's only a few biscuits left. And they're right down the bottom of the jar. And so I reached down and I was straining to get the last biscuit. And then once I made a fist to pull the biscuit out, my hand got stuck. And I'm starting to rattling around. And it's glass on glass. And I look up and I just see the editor and Gemma like slowly turn around. And there I am like Winnie the Pooh with my hand in a glass jar. And so I finally sort of explained like... I explained what had happened and, and the editor was like, oh, that's fine, that's fine. And she was really apologetic as if, you know, like I'd done something really embarrassing and she like called front desk and got them to bring like a fresh jar of cookies so <laughs> this wouldn't happen again. But you know, the thing about it, if I just moved like two inches to the left, I would have had enough kind of angle to get the biscuit. It was just because fat hand. And your hand is like one of those little claw, arcade claws. 
<laughs> that can never get around. Um, all right, well, it's probably uh, long enough. So um, we don't have the sign off yet. No, we came up with the name today. Is that not enough? Uh, sign off come up, coming up. Next I loved week. it. We're like, you know, it was like well, we came up with the name. It started, you know, with yeah. Well, you know what the, the thing is? We said we weren't going to do that episode. Remember? We actually made a deal that we weren't going to talk about. Oh, we. This is why we named the show what we did, and yeah. we, we we know what we did. We waited to the second episode, yeah, which I think is. So we didn't of, do it. We didn't talk about it too much. This is boring. This bit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just finish. I think. All right. So uh, uh, hopefully we'll be back next week. Okay. So oh well. So I got my medicinal marijuana card. This was the the point. Yeah. And uh, it was so easy to get. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. So you don't have an ailment. Well, no. You know what the irony is. That if I'd lied, it would have been easier to get. Right. Because I do have a pre-existing ailment, which is like, you know, I, you know, I dislocated my hips and I have this like reoccurring pain that I've had for like four years and I do have a lot of trouble sleeping. So I went in and told them the truth. But when you have like an actual ailment like that, you need to supply your medical records. And because I'm in a different country and I don't really have those records anymore, um, he said, he was like, oh, well, actually you're meant to supply your medical records. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm not going to get this yeah, license, right? Uh, and he went, ah, oh, I can only give you one for three months. <laughs> because because you have no medical records, I'll only give you this three license for three months. Three months But yeah. So how does it work? Have you bought some yet? Yeah, okay. So, but, okay, so when you first go to the doctor, this is the first bit. Yeah. Like, it is so brilliant because they, they give you the answers. So you're sitting in the waiting room, right? And uh, like, you know, you're filling in all the forms that you're meant to fill in. And, and Are they really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's just eight pages of forms. Like, you know, do you like PlayStation? (laughs) (laughs) How does food taste? Uh, (laughs) Do you think not another teen movie is funny? Yeah, exactly. Do you have heaps of spare time that you like to fill with something? Um, uh, No, it's... uh, Do you have a box set of alias that you really need to get through? (laughs) Is your name W. Anderson? (laughs) You go... Yeah, so you go in and you fill in all these forms. And with the sleep one, the dude behind the counter said to me, said, so, you know, there's this and you'll put a score in each of these boxes... Make sure it adds up to more than 10. Did he actually say that? He said that to me. I honestly felt like leaning in and going, if you give me the answers, I will never learn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's just too many stone people sitting in the corner that's drawing gonna, cock and balls. Yeah, on them. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, that sounds to me like a screening yeah. process. Like, yeah. when you're stoned, eight pages is like, yeah. oh, man, they get through through two and it's like, is Simpsons on? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, somebody's making it into just, like, paper planes. <laughs> there's a guy in the corner just, like, sleep, but he's made his into a pirate hat. <laughs> so, One guy's eating it because he's got the munchies. So you go in, yeah. you, so you fill in all your forms, you go in and you talk to the doctor. And the doctor, by the way, is sitting in a room that when we've described um, our studio here, the Tofop studio, <laughs> two people had, uh, before, it's your front room, yeah. that used to be quite jumbled with, you know, shit. shit, but it's actually cleaned up a bit now. Yeah, it looked like Septo and Sun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Septo and Sun. Well, this now, like this room that we're in right now, is nicer than the doctor's surgery Great. that I went Reputable. into for a start. Yeah. Uh, but he did do a, like... Was it like the doctor from, you know, the, the Tim Burton Batman when... Uh, Jack Nicholson, like when you first see him as the Joker and he's like sitting in a chair and like the doctor's like, he's got all these rusty tools and stuff. And he's like, yeah. mirror, mirror. And I, yeah, and then I smashed a bong. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, he um, he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Ironically, you couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, which is always something I look for in a doctor. Yeah, definitely. That's a that real... says serious. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm just about to flee the country. Yeah. I am ready to go at any stage. That says four years of medical school. Good enough. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. 
he did the test and like and he does all the like you know he, he takes your blood pressure and does all those actual medical things that you're meant to do and at the end he's like you know well, i can give you this license for for three months and you know give us your money and we'll take a photo and and bang and then so you just carry that with you and it's registered with the police and stuff so if they stopped you and you had weed or whatever that you could you know you'd say oh now so you can card. carry it on you it's like having a weapon yeah it's like you got a gun license yeah well this is a country where you can carry a gun with a license. Yeah, with a license. Yeah. So I, you know. You carry a smoke gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if I was going to run into somebody, I'd rather run into somebody who had weed in their pocket. Yeah. I'd like to be gun. held up by someone with weed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Give me all your money. Yeah. Or, or I'll, I'll make you really want to eat fucking yeah. In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. So, I got the license. And then, yeah. yeah so, that's the that part of it. Then you have to go to one of the dispensaries. Yeah. To, to, to buy the weed. And once you get to the dispensary, all artifice that it's a medical procedure <laughs> of any kind goes completely out the window. Yeah. Like, not once in the dispensaries are they ever asking you, so what is your particular ailment? Yeah, ailment? Right. There's like, in which form would you like to ingest weed? <laughs> what is it that we can do for you? So you walk in, and for starters, the variety is just overwhelming. Yeah. Like, because here... Like it's weed's weed. It's weed. Yeah. It's one, one flavor. Yeah. Weed. Yeah. And we'll just have that. Yeah. Like maybe hydro or bush, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's it. Whereas there, it's like they have like um, all these things that are like for daytime, for nighttime, for full body, for like, and they've all got different varieties, and they are all named up like you know, so you can have the pineapple express, yeah, or you can have the Michael Phelps, a yellow Kush, yeah, totally. So can you get one? Because I, I stayed with this guy who had a medical marijuana car, and he he was the same thing. He had he had them set up on his dresser, like you know, like jewelry in a way. Like he yeah. said, this is the daytime one, this yeah. is the nighttime one. And he said there was a strain, I'm not sure if this is true or not, that has no paranoia. Yeah, right. Have you heard about that? Or did they have that available? I enjoy the paranoia. <laughs> I want more paranoia. <laughs> um, you know what my favourite uh, sort of, you know, vaguely sexual masturbatory teen film in that uh, oeuvre <laughs> was, without a doubt. And to this day, I still remember, I saw this with my cousin and I could not wait Don't to wank. one day get a copy of this movie by myself. And I don't know until this day I ever have. But like... I, is, it, what, is it obscure or is it one that most people might know? No, like I, I, you, I reckon I you'll know if I give you enough clues. Okay. Let, let's do it like the Herald Sun uh, kind of quiz where I lose points. Oh, yeah, okay. As we, as we get closer. All right. Um, it had a... Uh, okay, I'm going to... Right. It had a, a, a duo of the time. So start with the hardest ones yeah. in the gaze. Yeah, okay. So a duo of the time, like a, a sort of a teen duo who were famous for the working Feldmans. together. No, it. Um, they, these two people worked on a popular TV series together. Oh, zapped. Zapped. That is a good guess. Though. I hadn't even got to that. That was. That's I got that good. Cool. I got, I yeah. got a two thousand points. Yeah, that was excellent. Zapped. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm oh, like, oh fuck! I am impressed with myself. <laughs> I know you have a super X Men power that is not applicable to any financial situation <laughs> in your life. But bravo, pat's on your back. Wow. You know what you have? You have. All the skills that have been replaced by the internet. <laughs> like, before the internet, you would have been a really handy guy to know. 
because like you would have been out at a pub and you would have been like who was blah 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 and blah 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 and who did they play and what's him call it and you'd be like I don't know. This is really driving me crazy. You know who we should call? Charlie. We'll call Charlie. He'll know. People used to do that yeah. to me. Like 10 years ago, I would yeah. be the guy who would get a text message or, or, or a phone call from someone saying like, oh, yeah. what are the name of the guys in the goodies? And yeah. I would tell them, you're right. Yeah. I was the human internet. Yeah. You have been replaced. Steve Jobs owes you a living because you have been replaced. shit. Any bit of trivial information you want to know, that was me. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I've just had a light bulb moment. <laughs> It's like unbreakable. <laughs> it's like unbreakable when he realizes that like he's yeah. a superhero and he yeah. just goes out and stands yeah. in a Grand Central Station and just feels like it's like oh my god, it's yeah. this this memory of, of a superhero. I've buried it yeah. somehow, but I am. Yeah, you are the internet. I'm the human internet. You're the human internet. <laughs> Charlie, the human internet, Clausen. Oh wow. <laughs> What a watershed moment. Yeah. I mean, so this is like essentially what we've done there is an elaborate demonstration of the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> so, uh, kids, a little bit of a history lesson for you there. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm the human internet, mm. as long as you don't need to know anything of any importance or value. Yeah. The internet. <laughs> Hi. So I'm pretty sure the clips in this next segment are not the first mentions of Batman on the show, but... I have a bit of a situation emerging here, and these are the oldest ones I could find. Yeah, but that, but Michael Keaton has played mm. a huge role. My, my girlfriend, Gemma, we've been together for seven years, mm. and the way we bonded was because she was living in Melbourne when we first met, and I was in Sydney, had a long-distance relationship, and I was watching Desperate Measures, which is one of his like all-time worst mm. movies where he plays like Hannibal Lecter. And I'm watching it and I'm kind of distracted because like I'm trying to watch the film and I'm talking to this girl at the same time. And then I hear that she's kind of distracted. And then she says, oh, I'm really sorry, i got to call you back. Uh, Michael Keaton's on In Desperate Measures and I really love him. And I was just like, oh my God, like this girl could be the girl of my dreams. It's just kind of weird though. There's something about him which I just reckon like I can watch him in anything. He's got that Travolta kind of thing, but he's not as famous, you know. I reckon no, that- and there was a period where he was also just so like he had that thing for a while I think he doesn't have it anymore but I think for a while he was a bit cocky and funny and like you'd see him in movies and he was always like the wise guy or the cool guy yeah. or the slightly quirky guy like, who could when like when he started he would have been like the Seth Rogen yeah. like you know the kind of quirky funny guy that yeah. kind of chicks kind of liked because he's a bit weird and guys kind of dug because he seemed like one of them and then he kind of disappeared off the map yeah. but then you yeah, oh, he's about, Batman though as well but then he, became but then Batman. he was Batman yeah. yeah but that's insane like think I guess that's kind of what Rogan's trying to do now with the Green Hornet. Like, yeah. he's reinventing himself. But that is the thing now, isn't it? Where you do you do that sort of thing where you go, like, if you get a bit, like, famous, you, you, you get offered a superhero role. Yeah. Like, that's your thing. You There's can do a premium it. on the acting now as opposed to looking just right. Yeah, they actually try to get decent people for superhero roles. Uh, if you went to Hollywood, right? Say, like, a uh, couple of years from now, something really big happens for you, yeah. right? And then suddenly you get really hot and the, the studio comes to you and you go, Charlie. We want you to play Dick Grayson in the Nightwing movie. <laughs> uh, we want you to play... No, like you, you're the hottest star in the world at the moment. Um, we want to do a superhero movie. Yeah. What what superhero do you want to play? Who do you want to be? Daredevil. I just couldn't pull Batman off, but Daredevil. I think I'm small enough. Daredevil's kind of... Sorry, I just laugh because you used the expression, I couldn't pull Batman off. <laughs> <laughs> That's how immature I am. I was like, I suddenly had an image of you pulling Batman off. 
like that he would have some like in his armor he would have like yeah. a, a little bat flap quick boy wonder yeah <laughs> or just like release me it just flapped up and you could just like well what thanks super- batman is there anything i can do to repay you <laughs> well there is one thing what superhero would you want to play I don't think I'm a superhero guy. I wouldn't be able to be a proper superhero, I don't think. You could be a superhero. Like, you could be a Batman or a Daredevil, I think, if you... Like, if they gave you the... If if they went back and made Batman, like, a, a quirky, weird little guy... A stoner Batman. Yeah, then I could be Batman. If it was like... Uh, <laughs> I love I love the idea of like but like a stone Batman and that's like you're just Batman and you and like you and your Robin are hanging out in the Bat Cave like playing video games <laughs> on that huge Bat computer, yeah on the flat. just sitting on a Bat bean bag just fucking playing games yeah uh, yeah everyone's come, like uh, Commissioner Gordon's coming in Batman what are you doing uh, hang on aren't you meant to be monitoring the city for crime this is Grand Theft Auto Four <laughs> what are you doing no, even better you've got Batman playing himself on the game like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Batman Arkham Asylum or something. <laughs> and I like the idea that, um, you know, uh, you know, the bat signal would have to go up in smoke. It would be like a smoke <laughs> ring or something like that. Well, if you, if not, not acting, if you could be one superhero, which one would you be? Oh, if I could be one? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, that's, that's pretty good, isn't it? Um, I think, I guess if you were going to be one Superman, like if you were yeah. going to have the, if you are going to have the powers. Yeah, yeah. Because he's got the best powers. he's a god, basically. Yeah. Like, I would not do what Superman did with those powers. Like, I wouldn't, like, get a job as a reporter. I'd be a pain in the ass to have to go to work every day <laughs> if I was like, I had superpowers. Yeah. I wouldn't have a regular job. Wouldn't. I might still be a comic. But how are you going to... Still might make a living doing stand-up. How, where are you going to live? Well, I could be a stand-up. And also have superpowers. Right. So you'd do the same thing if you were Superman. You'd still get into comedy and shit. Yeah, I'd still get into comedy. Would you think it actually change? <laughs> Because you're essentially... I'd be less I'd be less afraid of hecklers <laughs> if I could zap them with my heat vision. But you but you wouldn't though. Like no. the minute you start fucking you, you I mean, you're gonna being Superman and being a stand up comedian is essentially being someone whose father was a really famous comedian. Like mm. you're gonna come in with a whole set of new circumstances. People are gonna look at you and go, Look at this fucking demigod. I'm not doing it as Superman. No, also, I'm not doing Superman also, stand up. So you're quite but people don't know you're a superhero. I'm not, I'm never up there like, have you ever noticed when you're putting on your cave? Yeah. <laughs> You're not doing that. No. So are you like Clark Kent? But like as a um, yeah. Mad Max. So my no alter ego is stand-up comedy. But he's yeah. fighting crime as too. And very casually well, I feel like said in an interview too. So no one can rely on you to save the day. No, dear God, no. It's one of those things where it's like, you're a guy as cool as that. And the way he dropped it into the interview was like... He's like, yeah, I dare you. Yeah, yeah. I dare you to make a big deal about this. Exactly. Exactly. He's like, I'm the Fonz. I can hang out in like a toilet. And people still think I'm cool. Yeah, totally. You know, it's just attitude. And you know he's in the new Batman too. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. But they don't know. What's well, that Christopher Nolan thing? You know what he's like. As soon as he likes people, they they're get in to the be in all his movies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I wonder, who do you reckon he's going to play? Do you, I mean, do you reckon it's going to be like a Riddler-type villain? I mean, this is the fun of the Christopher Nolan films, is that before... It doesn't have to necessarily be... They announce the cast be, before they announce the story. Like yeah. They did and, with Dark Knight as And well. it doesn't have to necessarily be like your traditional, yeah. hardcore, you know... The, the joke someone from the, Riddler, the 60s the, you know. TV show no like it's not going to be like Egghead no. or, or King Tut <laughs> oh, I'd like to have a, them have another go at Mr. Freeze <laughs> I'd love to see Christopher Nolan try to take on Mr. Freeze in like a a uh, Nolan universe yeah in a Nolan but universe he, what he would do is he'd make Mr. Freeze would be someone like a a billionaire ice cream manufacturer yeah. who also money launders on the side yeah. and his method of killing people is to they'll be locked in like oh a, no he'd actually be like uh, the drug ice 
Oh, yeah, or something right. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so know? you've gone even another level. That's even cleverer. <laughs> and mine was still pretty literal, wasn't yeah. it? I'm still imagining they using like the ice puns. <laughs> ice to meet you. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> so when, I, remember I back, think you are now a soft serve. <laughs> <laughs> when they announced Arnie, I remember being at uni, and this is like you know a year before yeah. Batman and Robin came out, and we started to list the amount of ice puns that mm. we're going to get thrown into that film and even when I saw it they exceeded even our oh. imaginations like those writers as soon as they found out that he'd been cast because I mean one thing you know Mr. Freeze is going to have enough puns of his own but then you cast Arnie and his whole career has been based on catchphrases and puns those writers would have been sweating you know <laughs> just so they would have got the thoris out and like any kind of alternatives or similarities for fr- freezing, frozen ice cold what got us onto that I don't know what gets us onto anything? Oh, okay. So, right, so uh, sex with another man, gay sex with another man, uh, Tom gay Hardy. Cation. Oh, Tom Hardy. We're Tom talking about Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What got us onto that? Um, I just, I just. Oh, we're talking about yeah, because Tom Hardy said he had a gay relationship. Are we going to spend the next five minutes just going over what we spoke it's about? It's much like a Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> <laughs> I really need someone to tell me what, what, what has happened. You know what we need in this podcast? We need that voiceover that they used to have at like the start of McLeod's Daughters. Yeah, that previously on Top. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then it could just update what's happened in the last fifteen minutes, exactly. and I would actually remember to finish stories that it started. <laughs> yeah, you know, like in Batman, there's that moment where like. Uh, Batman's like um, he says the same thing as he said when he was she'd said to him when he was Bruce it's it's not oh uh, yeah you mean Batman Returns is that the yeah, the, mistle, the mistletoe when they're Catwoman and Batman are fighting oh no no I don't mean uh, that Batman I mean the new one the, right. the, in um, Katie uh, Holmes and yeah Katie Holmes and, and the, the line is uh, it's the, not what you are it's not what you do. It's no. It's it's not what you are inside. It's what you do Dude, that the defines de- the you. Defines you. Yeah. And so she says, says that to him. And then on the Bruce building. Now, and then it's like, yeah, it's not who you are. It's what you do that defines you. you. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> Swear to me. And she's like, Bruce. <laughs> so that's cool, right? That's a cool moment. Or the moment where in Spider Man, where like they kiss upside down, and she yeah. recognizes that. It's but like the, the worst, kiss. the worst one of those. I talked about this with Hamo on his podcast was um, Batman Returns, a Tim Burton one, where Batman and Catwoman are fighting. They don't know each other's true identities. And um, they're fighting on this rooftop and it's Christmas time in Gotham and she pins him very sexually and she's straddling him. And then um, he looks over and sees mistletoe. And for some reason, he's fighting, by the way. He says, mistletoe could be deadly if you eat it. And she says, a kiss could be deadlier if you mean it. And there's this sexual tension and they fight. Anyway, later on in the film... Anybody want a penis? (laughs) Later on in the film, they're at the ball as Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, and they're dancing, and they're sort of troubled by, you know, this burden of, you know, dealing with all their problems. And they see Mistletoe, and they repeat the same sentence again, and then they realise that's Batman and Catwoman. And it is the worst bit of non, like, non-relevant dialogue ever in the world. But obviously the, the writer's like, fuck, we need a scene yeah. where they realise who each other are. So what's the most, like... It needed to be something distinct that people would remember. Yeah, and it's the worst fucking bit of dialogue ever in film. It makes because no, it, it makes no sense. It wasn't meant to be it, there other than for that very reason. Yeah, like it's it's bizarre. Like a mistletoe is deadly if you eat it. Yeah, why are you eating mistletoe? Who <laughs> who has ever eaten mistletoe? And actually, is it deadly? It's it, you really jam that in because like lots of things are deadly if you eat them. Mm. She could have been like, 
that's that's a golf set. Well, well, a golf set is deadly if you eat it. You and I are at a party, yeah. and it's Christmas party, and you see mistletoe hanging by the door. Yeah. What's the first observation you make about it to me? Say, so, a mistletoe? Well, you better not stand under that, or you'll have to kiss someone else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who has ever seen mistletoe and gone, oh, well... Mistletoe could be deadly if you eat it. Well, you know, I saw an episode of MasterChef and in a mystery box. They had mistletoe and someone ate it and they died. So, interesting fact. Uh, Is mistletoe me. much like one of those Japanese puffer fish that you have to, like, cut it in the, the, the perfect way when you serve it? Well, that, you can... should, I go- should I Google it? Because Is always... mistletoe... Is, mistle- Is mistletoe poisonous? Yeah, definitely. No, type, oh, you know, type the exact the sentence. <laughs> Is mistletoe deadly if you eat it? And then followed up with, but a kiss could be deadly if you mean it. <laughs> Anybody want to paint it? <laughs> Just, what does that even mean? A kiss could be deadlier if you mean it. So mistletoe you kiss under, right? Yeah. So what she's saying is, because um, they're having this sexual tension. Yes. So what she's saying is, you know what? Death is one thing, but having your heart broken is worse. Oh, right. Okay. It's beautiful and Charlie, I've given you a distinction for your <laughs> essay on uh, juxtaposing love and Batman Returns. <laughs> is mistletoe deadly? Is it mistletoe spelt like M-I-S-T-L-E-T-O-E, like toe? Yes, I think so. Is mistletoe deadly? Yeah. It's not coming up under the frequent searches in Google. So <laughs> we're already up to a bad start. Uh, is mistletoe deadly? Well... Uh, I can't find any references, but there's about six people have like taken this on YouTube. That exact quote is mistletoe poisonous by medicine and health. New York times mistletoe is not deadly, but can be hazardous. So don't eat it. (laughs) Batman returns. Batman sees mistletoe and says mistletoe can be deadly. If you eat it, Catwoman says mistletoe, uh, a kiss can be deadly. If you mean it. And then a doctor walks in and says mistletoe is not deadly, but can be hazardous. So don't eat it. It would just be great if she came back with that fact. Like, so, it's like, <laughs> mistletoe can be deadly. I don't know why I'm doing the new Batman voice, yeah. but mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. And she's like, be deadlier if no, you mean it. No, she, no, she doesn't even right. go with that. He's right. like, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. And she's going, no, actually, that is a common misnomer. <laughs> it sure, can be hazardous. It's hazardous to your health. So don't eat it. So don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely shouldn't eat it. <laughs> but uh, that's brilliant. That, yeah, that is a quote that has always bothered me. Always bothered me. How do we get onto that? Uh, because there's one good scene in the Green oh, Lantern, yeah. and so for anyone who was thinking of whether they should go and see the Green Lantern, there is one good scene in the film, and this is it. Um, there, he, when he first appears to her as the Green Lantern. She says to him, how? And he's like, you know what's me? And she's like, I've known you since you're six, you're six years old. We've seen each other naked. Did you think a tiny little mask was <laughs> So there is like one moment where yeah, you're like, good. yeah. Right, okay, cool. Because yeah, That's I never, it though. I never understood. And 3D didn't help that. But in the comic books, do you know, is that mask meant to disguise him or is it just part of his uniform? You know what? I can't remember that. If it just appears or does like Because in the movie, it just appears. Yeah, yeah, as like, you know. like, But I guess like back in the comic book, it had like a strap, <laughs> like a bit of elastic. I assume it was like goggles, like swimming goggles. You know the one, and he had like a little thing that he pulled back. Uh, the one thing we, I don't know if we've addressed this in the podcast before, but something that really bothers me about all... Season two, Charlie. Everything is new. <laughs> all right, fine. great. 
Uh, the superhero movie where the guys are wearing the face mask, like Batman or whatever, and when you see it, they obviously got like eyeliner on. They're putting like eyeliner on before they put the mask on to complete the illusion of just like the the eyes being visible, right? I hear what you're saying. Because you can't then, get a mask to perfectly fit the eyes, fit your eyes. But in every superhero film that they yeah. they do that. They don't do it realistically because you'll see, you know, Batman there and then he takes his cowl off and his eyes are clear. <laughs> he, should, he should just have <laughs> big panda, panda eyes. eyes. The only film... Should, Batman should look like a woman who's been crying with mascara yeah, yeah. on. He, t- he takes off his cowl and it's Robert Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath. Batman's a god. <laughs> of course, man. Yeah. I'm well, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always hanging out at night. Why don't you tell your friends about me? Yeah. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> But one film did actually address it, which was Kick-Ass. Have you seen that? And they actually have him painting of his face. I was like, brilliant. That's awesome. It's not as intimidating when you're Batman and you're getting mascara out or like eyeliner. (laughs) Like, you know, it's like, um, you in Silverchair? Like, what's going on? I wonder, though, if the special effects guys or the wardrobe designers did try and build a mask that was completely encompassing and it was just too painful because it was pinched like tightly around the eyeball. Well, that's the thing. It would be totally impractical. Like this mask, your Green Lantern mask uh, is great because it just appears when you need it. Yeah, that's all. C- it's a CGI mask. Yeah. yeah, like the outfit. Yeah, the outfit's just like you know, just you don't have to zip it up. Does the outfit look dumb in Green Lantern? Ah, uh, no, no, the outfit looks alright. I think. Like, I mean, because CGI actually helps with an outfit. Like, they look dumb. I think in real life, you know, sometimes when you see Batman, <laughs> it it looks a lot. Photographed like... in like daylight when you see like you know sneak behind the scenes photos. Totally, and it's it like looks him like when it's like when you and... see police. Yeah. You know, and their pants don't fit. Yeah. How they should, like they don't go all the way to their boot. Yeah. And like that's what Batman. Yeah. You know, Speaking of like... which, did you have you seen the the teaser that's gone online for Batman Three? I you did. See the bootleg. I did, Charlie. I loved it. Pretty fucking good, wasn't it? I, I, loved I mean, it. that was shaky. That was I, like loved watching... it. I loved it so much that when I ejaculated, <laughs> my semen went into that bat. <laughs> All over your boyfriend's face. <laughs> uh, and then I said, <laughs> so, Where is he? There's someone I am inside. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it looked pretty fucking kick-ass, man. Like that, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you saw the same fucking bootleg I saw, but it's like fairly shaky. Yeah. But you see the very last shot is That's like what fucking Christopher... Bane ambling towards yeah. Batman and he's doing a bit of an Ali shuffle or something. It's like, oh, fuck, I want to see this. Essentially, um, if people haven't seen it, it looks like, and this is the new thing that Christopher Nolan's doing. A lot of people, are like, <laughs> they don't know this. But I, I have some inside Hollywood insiders who've worded me up on this. Because um, the last one, because, you know, 3D's so big now yeah. and, like, you know, it was in IMAX and, like, they pressured him to do this movie in 3D. What people don't understand is he's, he's gone the opposite way. He's shooting it all handheld, yeah. <laughs> like Blair Witch style. Yeah. So the entire movie, uh, The Dark Knight Rises, is as if it's shot by people on handycams and cinemas. Yeah, camera phones. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, months after it was released, these were the only films that were <laughs> they were put together. Do you know what? That's fucking very meta. <laughs> that is very fucking meta. If yeah. you released a film that was just, like, uh, the, 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 the premise was that a bunch of kids disappeared and all that was left was their mobile phones... Yeah. And each part of their mobile on their mobile phone was a section of a film that they were filming that made that part of the storyline. That would be that's meta. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm, that's taking I'm taking shit to different levels. 
That's what I'm doing, Charlie. Pitch that next time you get back to Hollywood. I've got my twins with people that are actually twins, and I've I've got this idea now. I'm like I'm I'm some some sort of fucking quirky, you know. That's what some people, some of the tofop tofoppers, teabaggers pointed out when I posted the Jack and Jill Adam Sandler, you know, the, the, that trailer. Is it's like it's just like Will's idea. Oh he walked God. into an office and said, "Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler." Twins. <laughs> I think there is a chance that Adam Sandler is listening to this podcast for ideas. Hello. So, I have moved outdoors to safety to bring you this last segment. It answers the most commonly asked question we receive. Where did Charlie's tagline for the show originate? It comes from a legendary piece of audio long thought to be lost. The audio quality isn't perfect, but, it's been recovered from the only known copy to exist of the event. While I watch these heroic first responders put out that, Inferno, enjoy this segment of Superpod. Go ahead. Okay, Charlie, um, how many times did you do stand-up? Once. No, twice. Once. I mean, if you could call it stand. Well, the, the audience about the job. What the hell? How long ago was this? Uh, so, what would it be? 2001. No, 2000. Uh, all my names were getting into comedy. Michael Chamberlain, Charlie Dupree, and this guys. And uh, they ran a, a room called Stage Time, which people might remember. Thank you. Thank you. Love <laughs> Uh, and so yeah, I did. Uh, I did my first ever stand-up routine there, which I'm not sure how long it was. I say it like felt like whether it was over thirty seconds. Or something. Did you did you craft the act for a while? Oh yes. <laughs> and did you write? Oh, did you work on it? Yeah. Like, is it, like it was one of those things where you. Did <laughs>
friends thought it'd be funny to get me like a rubber chicken. Like, oh, you're a comedian, yeah. I'll get you a rubber chicken. And then I hooked up with this girl during the comedy festival, and she is in my bedroom, and she is like naked, and she grabbed the rubber chicken, and she rubbed it upon us. <laughs> and that, will that refers to is preparing yourself. <laughs> T-shirts laden with chocolate. He hasn't rubbed the chicken on her nane. Not the story though. To this day, like even in the Apollo, where they rub. Charlie Claus. 
Then you got, all right, do I need to explain what I'm talking about first? Yes. All right. There was, uh, there was a reality series called Pop Stars. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? The reason you haven't heard of them is because fucking Charlie Clawson took them down. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so they, they, it was a reality series where they got like five girls together and they became a band. Just, you know, uh, one of the great. girls was called Tiffany Wood. Do you remember her? She was uh, a brunette. She got a good job. And that is all you need to know for this first time. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. Oh, I can't imagine what is going to ever go wrong. Everyone goes, hold your nose, because here goes a cold water. <laughs> Everyone relax. <laughs> Well, that's it. The end of the episode. The end of the show for 2018. The end of my house. Alexa is going to be so pissed when she gets back. Although, I don't think she had much stuff here. She'll probably just move in with Siri instead now that she's single. They make a better couple anyway. Alexa was always a bit out of my league. Don't worry about me though, I'll be fine. Remember, I exist pretty much everywhere now. On your phones, in the cloud, and, I guess, if you're hearing this, in your minds as well. So. Here's to a happy holiday and we'll see you in the new year.
This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.